I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us a theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alenios Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Welcome back to the Elenials Podcast. I am Smith. I'm Seth. And it's the voice that makes you moist. Marcus. Last week must have been a flood. Because oh. there was no there was no dam to hold in all the moisture. <laughs> yeah. I'm the dam okay, how about this? I'm the dam of the podcast. Oh, Marcus okay. is the overwhelming flood. And you, Smith, you are God who sent down this terrible <laughs> flood onto the world because you hate people. True. That is true. Does that, that sound good? Brought us together to moisten the world. About how long ago was it, Mark? About 13 years ago, I was standing in the dorm room. I looked over and saw you playing Guitar Hero with your tongue out. And ever since then, we've been friends. He was pressing the buttons with his tongue. He was strumming with his tongue the whole time. It was amazingly impressive. Thank you. You know, I, I try. I try. It he couldn't even see the screen because the, the guitar was in front of his face. Yeah, and he 100% FC'd the song. It's amazing. <laughs> um, so it's kind of like a, a Hurricane Ida situation, it seems. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you're Ida. <laughs> Mar- Marcus is Ida, and I'm God. Marcus is just the water. Right. And you're the Levies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that was pretty fucked up, huh? Category yeah. 4 hurricane slammed into fucking New Orleans. Man, they 16 just, years to the day after Katrina. They can't catch a break. It's crazy. Sometimes I feel like somehow storms will swerve around other places and then just hit Louisiana somehow. I'm just like, how, how does this keep happening to you guys? I feel so bad. Um, because humans were not meant to live there. Simple as that. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, pretty soon Native we're not meant to be uh, living in a lot of places. <laughs> the, the Native Americans figured it out. They were like, oh, big wind coming? Let's leave. Let's just go. Yeah, but big wind was the name of one of their friends. And they were like, oh, and now <laughs> there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of uh, hurricanes coming as well. And we'll, we'll come back when it's over. We're not going to build any houses or put down any fucking roads or anything. We're just going to leave. And when it's over, we'll come back and be fine, you know? Not a big deal. But American imperialism says, I don't care what the issue is. I'm going to do it my way. With money. Yeah, yeah fuck nature. <sighs> exactly. So, I got a question. Because, uh... Smith, you've kind of brought this up privately with me a couple of times. I just want to see what the what the deal is. What's going on with um, supply chains, and why is there no stuff? Because people aren't. It's like really weird. People aren't talking about it that much. Like grocery stores, there's some parts of them that are just like empty. Like some parts just yeah. they don't have certain things anymore, and they just haven't had them for a while. So what's going on? Well, it started with COVID. Uh, COVID and a lot of supply chains. 
and that was a big problem. Uh, like, when started, people are, oh, China is going to shut down. The world's going to end. Well, China got their shit together pretty quickly. And then the rest of us can't get our shit together. And so now we're the ones that are causing the problem. And then there was that little problem in the Suez Canal where that ship oopsies into the wall yeah. and blocked it all up for a while. And that really backed things up because a ton of stuff comes to the Suez Canal every single day. And for every hour that boat was plugging it up, millions of dollars are being lost. And right now, I think it's something like 20,000 container ships are still behind uh, behind schedule. And so things are starting to not uh, be available in grocery stores. Like, like one big thing is, uh, is energy drinks. Or not energy drinks. Like Gatorade and Powerade, made in the same factories, is really backed up right now because they got hit hard by these two events. That's so funny you mentioned that because one of my coworkers in our group chat today did say that they haven't been able to find Gatorade for two weeks now. And I was like... Yep. It's like, how important is Gatorade to your everyday life? But still, they can't find it because it's not there. I mean, Gatorade is a multi-billion dollar company that, that makes all this shit, and they uh, this is a big problem for them. Right. Interesting. It's a problem yeah. for everybody. And then there's also a problem we're having now with microchips. Uh, it's getting harder to get microchips for things because there's only one company in the entire goddamn world that makes the smallest microchips that go into, like, iPhones and whatnot. And that company refuses to share their secrets with the rest of the world of how to get them that small. And so they are the one bottleneck. And they have the pick of litter when it comes to what they're going to supply you know, microchips, microchips for. And they're in Taiwan. And they just... And the thing is, the weird part is, the machines they use are owned by one company that licenses them out of this company. But the company that rents the machines figured out a better way to use them to make the smallest microchips possible and patented it before we made the, made the machine could. And so now we have it divided in two places. One company makes machines and one company knows the process. And neither one will share. So it's just like, it's, it's, it's a bottleneck. Wow. <laughs> so this is a couple of things um, that are going to affect it with this. Um, involve video games. Yep. Something we're all interested in. We've all already had a GPU shortage for about almost two straight years now. Um, which there were, there was actually just a big release of NVIDIA 300 series stuff, or 30 series, which all got snapped up. But they were actually available to real-life people in the public, which was interesting. Um, next-gen consoles, Xbox and PS5, Xbox, whatever it's called now, and the PS5, um, are both... I think that the next-gen is going to be pushed back by a couple of years, because the stuff is out there, but it's not readily available for most people, and especially for this holiday season, which is usually when you amp up your sales as the holiday season right after you release. Not going to happen. I just don't think I just don't think they're there anymore. And then another thing I just I was just thinking about is this the incredibly ambitious release date of the Steam Deck. You guys have heard about the Steam Deck, right? It's basically the Nintendo Switch, but for Steam games, mm-hmm. um, which the has Nvidia Shield exactly, which has a. Uh, I mean, it's still pretty expensive, but for what it is supposed to do it has a pretty impressive price point but also it's supposed to be releasing like at the end of this year and i'm really concerned <laughs> as to if that's actually going to be happening or how many of them will be available it'll be like a ps5 scenario so yeah, no way that is interesting and i do want to know where that's going to go but yeah the supply chain stuff is actually pretty crazy and I, i'm starting to notice it around me too i'm starting to go to grocery stores and be like oh yeah there's not as much bread as there used to be. It's not as much of this as there used to be. There'll be like sparse things or there'll be things that aren't there anymore. Man, when the bread runs out, <gasps> that's your 
That's a, literally bread and circuses. Yeah. There'll be no bread. The other thing that's impacting my way is cars. Because so many cars now use computer chips in them for all kinds of shit. And they need a specific quality of chip. And they have tried to throw their weight around, and they've been left out of the room by everybody, apparently. <laughs> they were all like, you're a car company. It's we sell to cell phone manufacturers that could pay us way more than you can because margins on cars are much smaller. And so we're starting to see a lot of cars that are not being delivered to dealerships on time. And a lot of cars are not being fully assembled yet. They're sitting in these vast parking lots without computer chips in them. Oh, yeah, I saw a picture of that. There's just huge lots full of like cars that are all like 92% finished. They're all missing just like one thing that is obviously vital to being a car and they just can't mm-hmm. can't go anywhere yet. And that's I mean shit. This is this is their time to go back to not having all that shit in there. <laughs> so, mm. Like I feel like it'd be like it would be easier for um what is it? repair cuz I had an old what was it? Jeep Grand Creep. Excuse me. I had Creep an old <laughs> Yeah. Jeep Grand Cherokee. There you go. <laughs> and like, I could get it fixed pretty easily because you know they weren't covering and hiding all the parts and shit. And actually, that was why my car also got fucking robbed because <laughs> they were trying to scrap it for parts. So this the thing is, they don't they don't want you fixing your shit, Mark. They want you to repair it. They want it to break, and you'll buy a new one. Exactly, from them. But, and I mean, with the market how it is, you know, it's time to change. Adapt. No, you change. The yeah, market yeah, yeah. doesn't change. <sighs> yeah. And it's funny you mentioned, like, car thefts, because car thefts um, are up very high right now because um, of COVID. People have been, people are behind on rent. You know, the moratoriums are up in a lot of places, um, and people are stealing catalytic converters so i know um in canada there was lots of reports of lots of cars getting stolen there's there's been around here as well and it's once again we're just we're at another boiling point where there's all the people who are unemployed from covid and are gonna a lot of people who are probably gonna be homeless pretty soon because they're like trying to pay back all that rent you've got you know there's people there's like nabisco workers and stuff are on strike there's several companies now that have people on strike i'm sure that's also affecting supply chain in some ways um and people are just not happy and it's i don't know stuff's ramping up and i think so and i, I, I do wonder how where are we going to be by the even the end of this year you know the eviction moratorium stuff is very interesting too an example of market uh saying fuck you which is that you would think that in response to people not having enough money to pay rent, the landlords would bring down the rent prices to allow people to meet in the middle somewhere. Not happening. Rent is going to go up. They are, they are going to kick you out of your unit, and then they're not going to fill it. They don't give a shit. It doesn't matter to them. Yep. <clears throat> because you can't let the rent go down. The rent does not go down. If there's a knob of rent... It does not turn backwards. It only yeah, goes up. Just, you just keep going clockwise. Rents don't reduce. They would rather have no money than less money. That's the whole thing about... stupid and insane, right. but that's how it is. Yeah. That's like the thing The thing about, um, you know, farms having to just burn all their crops and, you know, restaurants throwing out all their food in the day. They would literally rather people starve than not make money. Insane. Because the point is... Well, so there's a, a saying... The cruelty is the point. And it's true, 
it's they don't want you to to have anything good. They you need to be broken. They want to break you and make you adapt. The market wanted the, the, everyone says, "Oh, markets are so flexible. They adapt to human needs so much faster than a planned economy." No, they don't adapt. They they pursue what makes the most money in the quickest amount, amount of time possible, and you will do that or you will not get anything. Yeah. They're inefficient. That's true. And uh, a little while ago, um, when you were rambling on about something, you mentioned uh, <laughs> you mentioned uh, China, and China has had some interesting news come out on this very day that affects yeah. one of my interests very deeply. They have made a rule that people who are under eighteen years old can only play online video games one hour on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and also on holidays. Between yep. eight and nine PM every uh, on those days, what you can play fuck? online multiplayer video games, and it's interesting because two things. I'm not sure how true this is. These are all things I learned from like Reddit comments and small articles. But apparently, this is already kind of a thing in China because people who are under eighteen are only supposed to be allowed to play eight hours um, a week of online games. Because yep. in China and in Korea and a lot of other um, um, Asian countries, whenever you sign up for an online video game, you use your personal ID. So you, it's, mm-hmm. it's like your game account is linked to your real-life identity. So, And, of course, the way that kids in China have gotten around this for so long is they use their parents' ID. Like, okay, now you use it. Um, and it was one of those things where apparently you could kind of look past it because it's like, oh, maybe this person is as good at managing the time playing eight hours um especially when it comes to being professional because china has one of the biggest esports scenes it's what their their league of legends teams have won world several times now um they're very popular and the way they kind of got around it when they recruited like 16 17 year old players was oh yeah they play eight hours they're fine but now it's apparently going to be pretty much illegal for them to recruit anybody before that age which is usually when they're best at league of legends or at least best at learning it and other esports as well um, and, and it's actually, and another interesting thing is that Korea had a similar rule and they just took it away. They're like, oh no, we, they had like a, a, it was a much larger limit, but still a limit. And now they're just like, no, nah, we're cool. 18, 18 year old, younger, you can just play games however much you want. So, or South Korea, I should say. <laughs> I didn't mean <laughs> North Korea. Um, but it is strange. And I do wonder what the real motive is because the i mean already the sentiment from chinese people this isn't me passing judgment is you know in china it's very much expected that you go to school you learn a lot during during your high school your uh, secondary education you study you know 16 hours a day you know sometimes more sometimes less um and then you work and like as we know working conditions in china are very rough and you work a lot of the time um so a lot of people are very confused as to why they're trying to restrict leisure even more over in China. And I don't know if the situation or completely understand it, but it is, uh, it's pretty sad. And I think that, uh, there might see, see some more, maybe some more, um, what do you call it? Riots or whatever in China of under 18 year old gamers. Oh, the gamers are going to rise up now. Exactly. The truly underprivileged class. I have, I have one thought on this and it is, uh, based China Good job, Comrade G. Crack down on the degenerate video game online players. Single player only. 
Let's go back to what games were intended to be, where you played them by yourselves in a room with a controller. Thank you, Comrade G. God, at least give them the couch co-op. Come on, man. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's that's upsetting. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's fucked up. And the only part of this that is strange to me is it makes total sense. Sure, restrict people's playing time because you can overdo it easily. You know that's fine. But why do this during a pandemic? And here's the thing: I know China is zero COVID. They've done a great job containing it. But why even risk it? Why even like encourage kids to go? Because I've seen people saying like, you know, games are important because there's so few things that young people can do that don't that doesn't cost money and isn't illegal, right? Like skateboarding in America or whatever, you can't do it because it's not illegal in most, a lot of places. But then I'm like, y'all are talking about China. You're talking about America. This is China we're talking about. They don't have the same problem with public spaces being monetized right now. They, they don't have that, that issue. You can go and do stuff. But why during a pandemic would you do this? I don't understand. You'd think you'd want to be inside the house playing video games instead of being out possibly spreading the virus around. It's true. I mean, I just don't understand it at all. I mean, once again, I, I guess I have a different sensibility. And for all I know, this could one day happen here. I have no idea. But I, just, I do think... <laughs> Absolutely I just, not. I just think it is... Uh, I just think it's strange. And it's a little... It's, so, you know, it's infringing on freedoms. Hold on. Let's back up here. We can't even get people to wear masks or take the vaccine for the, for the deadly virus that is killing them. We, are, we would never be able to pass any kind of law that says you can only play vegans for an hour a week. No way. Not gonna happen. Hey, you never know. The the um, conservatives don't like video games. Well, here's it's, that's the funny thing to me is I feel like we grew up. All three of us kind of grew up in an age where there is all this um, debate on television about how video games are violent and they're bad for our kids, and they should Jack not Thompson be types. Exactly, they should not be playing video games. Do you got? But do you guys remember that all of a sudden those arguments just kind of stopped? Yeah. And do you? Any, do you guys know why they stopped? I don't know. Do you? Because video games became the most profitable form of entertainment possible. Once the, once the capitalists realized that, oh, this makes more money than anything else, we don't care. Okay, play violent video games. I mean, what's Call of Duty is like the biggest franchise there is. And it's all yeah. about, you know, warfare and glorifying it and shooting people to death. And it's like, they don't care anymore. And it's all because it made money. So that's the one yeah. thing where it's like, that's kind of why I think this won't happen in America because they're probably just like, yeah, we're just going to, we just make too much money off this stuff. Why would we ever stop this? You know? Yeah. So. But think about how much money Tencent makes it's and Netties makes in China. They don't, they're, they're, they're fine losing that money. That is something that I thought about that when I first read it and I was really, I, I'm really thinking as to if there is some, I don't know, some kind of silver lining for these companies because it just seems insane to me that two of the biggest gaming companies in the world are willing to give up you know a considerate a considerable part of their income it makes me wonder if they're gonna somehow get something else out of it it's because they do not follow the profit motive uh regardless of all other things and they're they're just lucky they don't get nationalized because that could happen to any company in China at a moment's notice they be nationalized. You can have all your shit taken away from the government, and you don't get anything for it. There's no there's no recompense for this, and so they're that's, they're they're probably just glad that doesn't happen to them. Okay. Nationalized video and games. There we go. That was our first episode of this of this show was nationalized loot boxes. That's actually very true. That was the first thing we talked about. 
Are loot boxes still a thing? Oh, I haven't yeah. played a game in a long time, yeah. but had them. Yeah. Uh, I think the bigger thing now is battle passes, though. Because it's like, it's a loot box, but you know what you're going to get. But to get it, you have to pay money and play the fuck out of this game. <laughs> or, if you don't want to play the game, who wants to play a video game, right? Video games suck. Pay mm-hmm. even more money and you get all the stuff anyway. So it's a pretty, uh, it's a, it's a kind of a clever way to get around loot box culture. Well, it's not loot boxes. You know what you're going to get. You just have to, I mean, there was one season of Apex Legends where I bought the battle pass and I got it to level 100 and it involved me playing Apex Legends for about three hours every day. Like a job. Exactly. And if I wasn't, if I didn't have the ability at the time, because this was like right when Pandemic first started, if I didn't have the ability at the time to play it at three hours a day, because I, I got to rank 100 right as the deadline hit. Cool. So if yeah. you don't have that kind of time for these Battle Pass games, you're not going to, you're not going to be able to do it. And so that's, that's kind of, and but that's the thing. Because this, and one time, I'm going to go ahead and admit it. I fell into this trap one time. The next season of Apex Legends, I wasn't able to play it that much. I got my Battle Pass to like level 80 something. And guess what? I bought the rest of the tiers. Because I was like, I'm not going to get this far and not get my level 100 shotgun skin. <laughs> and so that's what they do. They're like, oh, you, you love the game so much. You buy the Battle Pass. Ah, you couldn't play enough this month to finish it. That's, that's fine. Pay us basically the same amount you just paid for the Battle Pass. You'll get the rest of it. Don't worry. So yeah, that's how it works. It's pretty rough. Yeah, Genshin Impact. I'm I'm a victim like a, here. A battle pass, but I'm on it so much I don't even worry about it. I'm always getting it. <laughs> exactly. You probably do all the dailies, weeklies, hourlies. Yeah. Damn it. I I wish I could be like Marcus and just find my one game that I just know. like satisfied me. I've never done that. I've done it. I did it with League of Legends for about four years, and then ever since then, I just bounce and bounce and bounce like I've always done. I can't find a game that just satisfies me. I mean, for a while, it was the 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 Arkham Asylum games. I was like, second, I like fully like completed all the achievements and stuff. I was like, damn, what now? <laughs> so after two, from two thousand and eight till two thousand and twenty, you played yes Arkham Arkham Asylum, freaking Arkham City. And <laughs> Arkham Origins, Arkham Knight. Then Arkham Knight. We don't talk about Origins. It's garbage. Uh oh. Uh oh. It's garbage Actually, and it's a clone of two. I want to talk about. I mean, you could do worse than cloning the Batman games. They're fucking great games. Um, I want to talk about Fortnite and a Fortnite. recent thing Fortnite did, <sighs> where they contracted with Time Magazine to do an in-game tribute slash educational exhibit about martin Luther king jr what? and if the marcus worst, how have you not seen this the worst part is if you think we are making this up we are not that creative no we aren't <laughs> i Truly. watched a video i watched a video of rick from rick and morty yep. with the xenomorph <laughs> flossing and on the steps of some kind of monument, as in the background, the I Have a Dream speech played in its entirety. <laughs> yes. What? I saw, I saw a, a Fortnite character standing in front of a replica of the whites and coloreds water fountains. Yep. What? How did I miss this? Because I, I literally like just saw the uh, 
the Ariana Grande concert in Fortnite. And I was that like, was like three right, weeks ago, my man. Right. Come on. You got to catch up. <laughs> because Fortnite has done this interesting pivot where they were the biggest game in the whole world, at least in America. They were, but in America, they were the most pervasive video game maybe I've ever seen. But then their fan base got really young and it wasn't it wasn't as mainstream as a lot of the other games that are coming out and getting big. So then Fortnite was like, we won't be a video game anymore. We're going to be a content delivery system. Mm-hmm. And they did it. They started it with the Travis Scott concert. They screened Christopher Nolan movies in the game. They've done, you know, Ariana Grande. They did another concert. I can't even remember. Um, I've done several of these now. And it's weird how it's working. That's the strange yeah. thing to me. Is these events do pull their players back in for like a week or so, and it's very, very strange. I just got to say though, there's another part where people were in the MLK exhibit doing the whip crack em- no. emote, and they had to ban them. Too bad though they ca- they cannot actually disable an emote because it is part of a promotional uh, thing with DC Comics. It came from the Catwoman uh, uh, pack, and so they cannot disable Whipcrack emote. You know? Do you know who the most recent character added to Fortnite is? I'm worried. Mike Lowry from Bad Boys. What? Will Smith is How? in Fortnite. Yes. Yes. I mean, I thought that you were going to say James Earl Ray, which would have been incredible. I got to be honest, when I first saw the news, I went so far as to, I thought they added Martin Luther King Jr. as a skin into Fortnite. <laughs> and I was like, this is not going to end well. Can <laughs> this, you imagine? This cannot happen. Luckily, I was, I went a little too far. They even showed a tooltip that pops up in the game, a normal Fortnite tooltip, as they're loading into the MLK thing, which said, don't forget to aim for the head. Yeah, because they, uh, they didn't change up their tooltips for uh, for the, the new mode there. So, I gotta say, this is one of those things where you see it in the news, and you're like, what the fuck, that makes no sense. And you, I don't know, it's like you to rationalize it, you have to kind of tell yourself, oh, it's probably just one random guy's idea he pitched and it got made and i'm like no that's the problem is these decisions are made by committees not mm-hmm. only did time have to decide this is what they wanted to do they had to team up with epic epic had to have developers <laughs> make all this shit <laughs> in the game and then it had to be pushed and played by people and it is just crazy that it went through all those steps and no one thought Oh, what if they just use the whip crack emote? And then they're like, oh, yeah, we can't do that. Never mind. Scrap the whole idea. Like, why? when did that never... When, like, like, oh, yeah, we can look... They're going to look at, at MLK's portrait and do Orange Justice. This is the world I want to live in, you know? It's like, how is this possible? I don't know. I mean, what, what was their plan for this? Like, It's an interactive... Not really interactive, but it's like a tour. It's like a little museum of Martin Luther King Jr. history. And it's just there because I mean, they could have like tested this with like anything like the history of video games the freaking oh yeah that'd be a good one freaking, yeah what if like a they could have a gun museum in, Marcus? in there yeah. or something exactly like, oh yeah what if uh yeah what if a museum of natural history did like a little oh you can what? 
You can explore the dinosaur bones or go to go look at the NASA moon I guess, landing. I guess they wouldn't get criticized. Oh, yeah, criticized. but instead, it's it Martin Luther really King weird. Jr. tribute. Yeah, I think Seth, that you are saying that no one thought of this. I'm saying that plenty of people probably did think of it, and then they shrugged because somebody above them said, "Do it." And it didn't matter what they said to that person. It was going to get done. I agree with that. But I also think this is one of those ideas where it might be worth it to put your foot down. (laughs) It might be like, guys, can we just think for a second? What could go wrong? And no one, no one did that. No one was, they were just like, okay, no, just keep, yep. Keep developing the new, uh, I have a dream emote, please. We got to get this out there. No one did a SWAT analysis for this, did they? No, no. No one, no one, no one looked at that threat quadrant to see what would happen. Oh god! For troubles, whatever it's called. Trivia. Oh my god. Yeah. Marcus, are you surprised by anything anymore? I shouldn't be. (laughs) (laughs) But this is not. This is not something I would have seen in in the future at all. Like when folks posted it on Twitter, I was like, "Oh, this is a joke." Clearly, someone's having fun. Yeah, like they were. Like if I saw this, I'd be like, "Oh, this is a mod. That's that's all right." Okay. There were good memes about the button configuration. Like all the buttons were like "Dream March." You know. Oh no! My favorite was "Hold down R three to enter adultery mode." Adultery mode. <laughs> summon Jesse Jackson. Yeah, summon Jesse Jackson. Good. Like send the FBI your location. Like stuff like this. <laughs> just, just random. That was funny. That was very, very funny. Because yeah. it's an insane thing. That it is. I, every you were absolutely right. There's Every time I'm just like, I've finally heard the last news story that's going to surprise me. And then I just keep hearing more. I mean, that right there is truly an Onion article come to life. Yep. That I could definitely see that being the Onion, like on the MLK Day, that being their like headline. Mm-hmm. But no, it's a real life thing. Oh, you know somebody the Onion saw this was like, oh, fuck. Throw the we, yeah, the, the boss like, why didn't we fucking think of that, guys? What are we? What are we doing here? <laughs> They're losing their touch. <laughs> Do you think that if the Onion had did this article like two years ago, and then they post like, hey, guys, uh, the Onion predicted this, and the dude Fortnite would have cared? No. Not at all. Yeah. They wouldn't no give one, shit. No one cares about anything. But it's like, to me, it's like, what's, what's next? Okay, folks, our next Fortnite event, let's walk through the assassination of JFK. And let's just really <laughs> trace that bullet. Exactly. Where it come oh from. my god, it was shot by John Wick skin. It's always a John Wick skin. They're the ones who are the best at the game. <laughs> I think my favorite, my favorite uh, joke about JFK I ever saw was someone said that JFK wasn't assassinated, his head just did that. <laughs> That's just one of the superpowers. Uh, <laughs> the worst. Blow my own head apart. Yeah, I must remember instantly kill myself. I can use it one time. People, get ready. It's like fucking <laughs> near taking out your fucking that what shit that kills you. But yeah, uh, so Fortnite. That's just I just can't understand the the thought process behind it. Um... But I have to give them a little bit of respect for actually just just doing it and just being like, yeah, fuck it, we don't care anymore. We'll just put whatever up here. Also, I know that we've litigated uh, Marcus, Marcus's behavior on our uh, on the Discord server we use for the podcast before, right? 
I gotta do it now. We posted like ten messages about the Martin Luther King and Fortnite thing. <laughs> yeah. Why y'all call me out? So many. Out. Marcus, how many unread notifications do you have right now on Discord? Like just from. Listen, the fact that you have to narrow it down this. is probably an issue. <laughs> we've been through this. I have a lot. If I have a single notification, I immediately have to go check I it. I sprint to my computer from across the house to check it. I clearly will not do that. <laughs> you can't even right-click Marcus Red? Just to get it out of the uh, way? I, it doesn't bother me. I... I I like it. I like the numbers. You know, like no matter what he does, it's always that because either either Marcus read it or he mark mark as read it. <laughs> there we go. Wow, that's something. <laughs> really, really putting work for that one. Up. It's a good one. What an incredible reach! I know that's Mister Fantastic <laughs> levels of stretching your arm. I stretch and I and I also had to torture it and I had to <laughs> really really form it into submission. And yeah, it did. landed perfectly. That was the I best. That. When you reach like that and you hit an absolute home run, oh, yeah. that's when it all comes together. He's reaching so far, he's going to pat his own back. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like, that sounds like Seth. Comes <laughs> his entire life patting himself on the back. <laughs> oh, yeah. And while we're talking about internet stuff, I'm not, actually not sure if you guys talked about this last week. Because um, I wasn't here, and I sadly haven't gotten around to listening to the episode yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, did you guys talk about the OnlyFans thing? When we talked about it, it had not yet been reversed. Right. They, okay, now they've reversed it. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, is... oh, we're kidding, guys. <laughs> Great time. Wait, wait, hold on. We do want money. We want money. We want money. We want money. Get yeah. This. <laughs> well, the, so it's interesting because, remember, the reason they did it wasn't because they wanted to get rid of porn. It was because they wanted to keep MasterCard as a payment right. processor. So I'm not sure what changed. Whether it's like, okay, we guess we just we we can live without Mastercard now. It was actually, probably, uh, if I had to guess, I'd say a lot of creators were jumping ship because mm-hmm. holy crap, <laughs> there was a huge surge of like some of the some of my favorite creators jumping to this other site, and I was like, you know what? Sure, let me go see what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I the love the honesty. Yeah. Amber actually... Fox. There actually is a different explanation for okay. this. Okay. Which is that a big investor in MasterCard named Bill Ackman uh, pushed for this to happen. He he had, was, has a lot of MasterCard and wanted to stop because he's concerned about, about uh, sex trafficking, right? Yeah. This is a big thing, is sex trafficking. Well, people began to look into Bill Ackman's history. And it turns out that his wife was one of the who worked for the MIT Media Lab. And for folks who don't know, while well, that name may set off alarm bells in their head, is MIT Media Lab was almost 100% funded by Jeffrey Epstein. Ooh. And Ackman has done a lot of work to cover the fact that his wife worked there and took money from Jeffrey Epstein. And so folks started banging, hey, Bill Ackman, what's going on with your wife and Jeffrey Epstein? And so apparently that caused him to back off of MasterCard. And so some folks are saying that's what caused it. At first, I thought you were going to say that Bill Ackman was the one man at MasterCard who was like, we're not getting rid of OnlyFans. We're not getting rid of porn. I need this. This is part of me. This is who I am. 
I will do anything. He's like the guy at Costco who fights for the dollar fifty hot dog and coke. He's like, I will yeah. kill every one of you before you get rid of OnlyFans, okay? <laughs> but no, apparently he just uh, has some Epstein money. Or maybe that's what. Maybe he's trying to course correct too hard. He's just like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm I'm so far against all that stuff that I'm gonna get rid of it from from Mastercard forever. Well, it turns out that this whole thing is orchestrated, by the way, against, against OnlyFans and against Pornhub by a Christian group called Exodus Cry, who ah, have yes. some very curious other beliefs about people that that are that got them some attention. Yeah, don't they believe uh, that Hitler was sent by God <laughs> to get oh, to, yes. to to do the right thing? Yep, yep, yep. They 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 claim to support the Jewish people. But that Hitler was sent here by God to do the Holocaust so that Israel could exist. I mean, that's such... Uh, oh, God, I can't. We broke Marcus. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's fucked up. And, uh, yeah. It's weird how but, religious um, groups are always the crazy ones. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, they, they reverse course on this. OnlyFans is trying to turn back the clock on what they did. Um... And it's been an interesting experience to see people sort of uh, learning how precarious their position really is in in sex work. You know, how it could turn on you in a second and yeah. then be gone. It's rough. It's Nationalize OnlyFans. There we go. Did y'all see that Rachel Dolezal oh, has no. OnlyFans now? Oh, no. Mm. Oh God! And I got—I just, just got one question for her: Are you going to do interracial stuff? Oh my God! <laughs> that, wasn't, that, just a, that wasn't the question I was expecting, but all right, all right. Or is it just a solo act? Well, I mean, I but guess for her, it. a solo act could be interracial. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, oh my god that the, the, the is fun part, so sad <laughs> the fun part is that she was going to start it on the day that uh, OnlyFans was going to ban porn <laughs> and people were like OnlyFans died on the grenade for us they got rid of yeah. it don't worry they were like whoa we'll get rid of all of our money to keep this from happening although she said that her, her account would have been for health and lifestyle tips and also feet pictures <laughs> people were like what's that last one <laughs> so does Rachel Dolezal still do the She's a black woman thing, or has she oh, given yeah. up? She still no, she does it, it. Mm-hmm. and just we're just fine with it. I guess we've just given up on trying to make people change. After a certain point, we exhaust our our reserves of energy on the, on certain things and move on to a new thing. You know, right. who does she associate with? It's a great question. Who on earth talks to her every day? <laughs> I just don't get it. I think she's married to probably her husband. Right. Maybe some of her kids. Uh, OnlyFans friends in those yeah. pics. All those fans. There's got to be folks out there, right, who are like, yeah, those all done the wrong. <laughs> there are, exist. but are there, are there enough? I guess there have to be, but that's just crazy. I can't even imagine um, associating with someone like that. I, I mean, guess on the flip side of the coin from Dolezal, right? After Monica Lewinsky's whole thing happened, what did she do? You know, what was her day-to-day life like? That's true. Like, being Monica Lewinsky. I know now she's had kind of a comeback, but back in the 90s, what the fuck was she doing every day? I wonder that about a lot of people. I really yeah. I really do wonder what, what a lot of people do. The other day I got showed up about that. 
Because the other day I was talking to a friend about this, and I was like, you ever wonder what some of these people from these old, like, 80s horror movies do all day? Like, do they have office jobs now? What's their thing? And I literally just pulled out one random person from my head. I was like, oh, what about Heather Blankenkamp or Blankenship from um, Not Round Elm Street? I was like, yeah. she was in those movies. She didn't really do much else after that. And then my friend was just like, well, actually, her and her husband run an incredibly uh, pop, uh, popular horror prop and production company now. And she's actually on the production side of a lot of famous movies and uh, creating props and stuff. And I'm like, the one person I pick out <laughs> yeah. happens to actually have something going on in their they life. Said, oh, and this person knows this. about it. You got fucking dunked on. I got owned so bad. I could have said anybody else. I could have said that yeah. guy from Not On Elm Street. What was his name? Johnny Depp. I could have said him. And <laughs> no one would know. They would be like, whoa, I have no idea. But no, I picked like, the one person who does something. There was a time in my life where I was like, hey, man, remember Jessica Alba, the actress? What I'll happened to her? It. Turns out federal crimes. Well, uh, wait, huge, anyways. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, now she did the incredible. Uh, the pivot that a lot of these people do now is lifestyle brand. Yeah, they the person is the brand. And it's like, yeah. oh, well, their their product is very popular. Oh, no one uses them, but they buy them, and that's the important mm. part. It doesn't matter if you, it doesn't matter if you use anything, but you buy them, and then you just stay rich for the rest of your life. I'm like, okay, well, okay, sounds like a pretty easy pivot to make, apparently. But that's just so many people. That's just their thing. That's what Gwyneth Paltrow did, and she still makes movies. Right. Yeah. So I saw a headline that was like Jessica Alba's company denies they use uh, rabbits in their ex- you know facial cream experiments, and I was like, if you're denying that, you did it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's no way you didn't do it, right? God. They wouldn't be asking if you hadn't done it. I'm just saying. Man. That's By true. Way, you never how, really hear. Go ahead. How much would a a goop candle cost? Oh, they cost like eighty bucks per. Are these the ones that are made out of Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina? Yes. <laughs> They're made out of her actual... Or her, um, like her vagina secretions or whatever it is? Vagina juices, yes. I am yeah. very the medical curious term. how they smell. Not to be a creep, but... <laughs> no, there's no way. You, you, can't, you can't tag on not to be a creep what you just said. <laughs> yeah. I'm just so fucking curious. Okay, Marcus, you know, I know what to get you for Christmas now. Okay? <laughs> You can stop hinting at it all the time. <laughs> oh my god! I was gonna, I was just gonna be like, hey, we all put like a little, a little money in, and you know, we get to sniff the candle. Uh, Marcus, I got you. I got you. Oh, Marcus is like, oh yeah, we all get to sniff it, and I, you know what? I'll be the one that takes it home. I'll, I mean, if you guys I'll don't want it. it. Uh, I know you guys, you guys definitely don't want it, so I'll just I'll take I'll, it off I'll your hands. It. Don't worry. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah. I'll dispose of it properly. Dispose of okay. Now I'm really curious, Marcus. <laughs> what are you? How are you going to dispose of the Gwyneth Paltrow pussy candle? <laughs> By burning it, obviously, right? Just of course, the safest it. way to get rid of a candle, of course. Right. <laughs> Same way you get rid of weed, man. Just burn, burn it. it. Exactly. <laughs> burn it and ha- put your nose two inches from it the entire time that you burn it. <laughs> Exactly. Safe. Don't worry, Marcus. Marcus is just curious, is all. Yeah. Exactly. It's just academic curiosity. I'm glad we're on the same page, guys. He just wants to sniff Pepper's pot, you know. (laughs) (laughs) 
purely for research purposes. That's it. Come light that candle. Call me Tony. Marcus. I would love to see. I would love to see a, an Iron Man suit with Marcus's proportions on it. I would love to see Marcus go on Gwyneth Paltrow's like Goop Netflix show and just see uh-huh. what see what they would talk about. What, what would they? What, what questions would they ask Marcus? <laughs> I have no idea. I was like, yeah, that that kind of changed my life. Yeah. <laughs> no, have Marcus on as a dirtbag lifestyle expert. <laughs> Just bring him on. Marcus, walk us through a day in your life. What do you eat? And oh my God, the things he would say. Marcus is like, here's what you do. You grab a soda. You drink half of it. Put it away on a shelf for three or four days. Come back to it. Drink the rest. There you go. It's got half the calories. Gwyneth Paltrow is Joe Rogan for white women. That is absolutely true. (laughs) That is completely true. And Joe Rogan is Joe Rogan for white men. (laughs) <laughs> we gotta get Marcus on either one of those shows to have him like convert people he can do it think about it can you imagine can you imagine Seth for a moment the brain meeting in that room of, of Marcus and Joe Rogan oh my god you might stump him <laughs> I mean it's not really hard but you might actually no. stump him I would love to see Joe Rogan agreeing to everything Marcus says. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Marcus is like, you know what? You know what's better than sex? Anime. And Joe Rogan's like, yeah, of course. Of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somehow Marcus creates three million new anime fans. Yes. Yeah. Just instantaneously. Oh, yeah. If I do get on this show, I'm like, Joe, do you have any DMT right now? <laughs> yeah, of course he would. <laughs> I need it before we start this fucking year. <laughs> He'd be like, Marcus, check under your chair. He'd be like, check, check <laughs> under the microphone cover. <laughs> so close. You have so much DMT. What? Okay, here's what I want to know. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a stupid idiot. What form, what physical shape of matter does DMT take? Is it a liquid? Is it a powder? No one knows, Seth. No one's actually seen it. Let's see if we can I, figure this I out. I think it's a liquid. I mean, I think so too, but... Uh... I think I saw some on Amazon. I'm very certain that you did not see that, but okay. Sure. I don't think you can sell DMT on Amazon. You cannot sell DMT on Amazon. Apparently it's in little little crystals. Oh, so you smoke it? That's what I see. I see it in crystals here. Maybe maybe the the stuff Joe Rogan does has been synthesized into a liquid, but... Wow. um, Oh, well, eBay has no problem fucking selling it. Oh, I'm sure it's legit. Yeah, any DMT you get off of fucking eBay is going to be real, real legit. Don't worry. I'm sure there won't DMT. be any uh, law enforcement people checking out on these. Yeah. DMT, the spirit molecule. <laughs> I was going to say, by the way, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a movie. I'm buying a DVD of that, that documentary. Um... <laughs> So, speaking of anime, real quick, I saw a great take on the internet earlier today, which said, or yesterday, that says that um, this is this lady on Twitter who says, I like anime because it's wholesome. No LGBTQIA plus agenda, no feminist ideology, no man hating. I watch it because it gives me a, 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 a new media cannot, a break from propaganda. And someone says, What's your favorite anime? And her response is, Attack on Titan for sure. <laughs> 
No politics here, baby. Oh, what's that? We took a certain ethnic group and put them in ghettos where they wear yellow armbands? That doesn't look like that in real life. No, there's no politics in that. That's just fiction. It's all made up. That's that was fascist under Tones here. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I, I hate that people think that anime is like is how we perceive cartoons in America. Anime is a fucking media, man. Like, just just get it right. If you're uh-huh. looking for something, you can find it in anime. Hard, psychological hard. Your adventure, psychological. Are you have you been drinking? It's Monday. It's Monday somewhere in the world. Damn it! It's Monday here. (laughs) Exactly. It's Monday almost everywhere. All right. Isn't it Tuesday in China? (laughs) Certain places, yeah. Or Europe, I guess. Anyways, I thought that was a very funny tweet. The idea that, that anime is somehow pure of, of politics. doesn't mm-hmm. exist there. Yeah. The Japanese, never heard of politics. Don't know what yep. it is. Just like movies and television shows. It's the thing I keep saying. I've said it for so long. Is You can't just say anime is this thing. Because like Marcus just said, it's not like anime is one thing. It's just like live action movies. You can't just say, oh, all live action movies are way too political. I mean, they are because all things are political, but I'm just saying, you can't just be like, this whole thing has this one thing associated with it and that's why I love it so much. I mean, you were telling me about an anime, this probably probably the one she would actually like is, what was it called? Uh, Goblin Hunter <laughs> or something? <laughs> Goblin Slayer? Goblin Slayer, yeah. Wasn't there something uh, kind of funky going on with that anime? I mean, other than it starts with goblins sexually assaulting people and, like, literally see it on screen and not in a way of, like, oh, this is horrible. Oh, this is titillating. This is sexy. I like this. This goblin rape scene. But isn't the main character, like, isn't his whole thing that goblins deserve to be killed? And it's, yes, and it's an the right fascist. thing. It's like, yeah. he's like, and it's not, and the show doesn't even try to convince him that it's the wrong thing. It's just like, no. oh no, what you're doing is absolutely correct. This is what we need. In the very all. first episode, they come across some goblin babies. They're in a room, and this woman, this girl, who's kind of like the, 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 the audience surrogate, right? She's the one who's unfamiliar with all this learning things. It's like, we can't kill goblin babies. They're babies. They haven't done anything wrong. And he's like, if we don't kill them, they'll grow up and do something bad. So we kill them now. And he walks into the room and he kills the goblin babies. And you're supposed to agree with him. You're, the rest of the show is teaching you why he wasn't wrong. And it's like, that's insanely fucked up. Yeah, like later on in the show, because I've watched all of it. Um, one of his lines was like, oh yeah, it, it's basically, oh yeah, the goblins did something horrible to them, so I'm gonna be that horrible thing to them. The, that's why I, and that's the why best he's part, Goblin Slayer. The best part about this show, and once again, I have seen zero episodes, but the best part about this show is that it's not political at all. <laughs> it has no political ideology in any way possible, so I, I really, really respect that about the show. You know those, stuff. Uh, Speaking of, of something you're more familiar with, yeah, I, I would like you to, to 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 take a look at some movie takes that I I sent to you by a certain Uh-oh. fellow on Twitter, a uh, Mr. Oh, yeah. Current main character of Twitter recently, Noah Berlatsky, had some takes on classic films, and Seth, you want to recount for us his his opinions? One second, yeah, because he had some great takes. Just some, some well, you true. Sent me some, you sent me some stuff that wasn't just take movie takes. So let me get to his. His movie stuff. Okay, so he says 
that well first of all just to start out he had some incredibly interesting opinions on what is consensual sex among children we'll um, loop around back to that in a second that was that was the first thing that kind of set me off no um but yeah so first of all he thinks that um they live and robocop is about how corporations are bad Okay, you're right, man. Corporations are bad, but it's because they don't respect the police enough. Because <laughs> the relationship between corporations in America and the police and law enforcement and legislation have always been tenuous, obviously. Um, and that that means, I mean, I'll just leave they live out of this for a second because I don't even know where he's getting that from. But the fact that a human being can watch, because if you watch RoboCop and you just think, oh, that was a cool movie, you know, a bunch of violence that's fine i don't have any problem with that but if you do watch robocop and you want and you're trying to do a close reading of the movie and you think that it's about how corporations are bad because they don't respect cops i don't know where i don't know i don't know where you learn to read you know um because that's just crazy a movie like a movie like robocop is one of the most you know it's anti-corporation and anti-police if you can believe that noah berlatsky Um, and then, and then the man was like, you know what? I'm on a fucking, a, you better get some butter. Cause I'm on a fucking roll right now. And he's like, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to hit you with the, with the next one, which is that aliens is how corporations are bad because they don't have enough eugenic racial solidarity. What the fuck? And man, just the, you guys talked about me reaching earlier. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Like I can, I can understand his robot cop take if you're an idiot. All right, <laughs> sure. You'd have to be really stupid, but sure. <laughs> but the aliens take, I can't even begin to understand. Yeah, I don't. Know I have where no starts. clue. Which by the way, his, his was he watching? By the way, so his take on they live is not about cops. His take on they live is that the aliens are Jews. Oh, okay. Despite the fact that John Carpenter has said in interviews, no, you Nazi fucks, they're not Jews, they're yuppies. And they're case, capitalists. In case you guys have ever wondered how useless this thing is, this guy has a blue check mark on Twitter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> it essentially means less than nothing, and it kind of puts you in a toxic cluff, almost. But... So Noah Berlatsky is a guy who's had a couple of great zingers in the past, some real great takes. But recently, he was he was found out to be he's on the board and works for a company called or a foundation called I can't believe the actual name of it Prostasia or Prostasia. I don't know what this is supposed to be a portmanteau of or whatever. Where basically what they're what they're trying to say is that pedophilia should be accepted and that we should try and get those people help. Which I personally agree with. Pedophilia is a mental issue that needs to be addressed in some way. Sure. But part of it should not be a chat room for people ages 13 and up to participate in. Yes. It's a, a chat room, which I'm sure has an incredible age verification process. Um, where you can basically connect pedophiles with their favorite prey. Yeah. And there's like, they also want to stop calling them pedophiles. They're only called maps, minor attracted persons. Oh, yeah. And they want to put this map thing on the same par on the as map. the person who's yeah, 
as a person who is attracted to older people. Interesting. No. Like yeah. they try, they're trying to claim there's an attraction to middle-aged men that specifically exists. And I'm like, I will only believe you because humans are so weird. Sure. But that is not the same as being a pedophile. It's not yeah. the same thing. And once again, they it's the same thing with the MasterCard thing. The, the people, the guy at MasterCard, whatever, their whole thing was like, oh, I don't want pedophiles on the internet. That's why we have to have a, some kind of verification process to get rid of porn. And these people are like, we think that pedophiles are people with, you know, some like mental health issues who need help. And which is completely true. Both those things are true. Pedophiles are a problem on the internet. And in a perfect world, we would have good ways to verify that people were being treated properly when making stuff. Sure, that's true. And in a perfect world, maybe we would have some actual, you know, counseling and rehabilitation processes for pedophiles. And, you know, it would be, it would still wouldn't, obviously would never be accepted, but it would be something that you could talk about and be you know helped throughout your lifetime if you need it but we don't live in a perfect world (laughs) yeah that stuff just is a tear is a bad look for anyone involved right now because it almost anything that's anti-pedophile is almost a way for pedophiles (laughs) to infiltrate society also, one of the guys who runs this thing has a company where he makes sex dolls that look like underage people. Uh, oh, man. Which, not the greatest business pitch I've ever heard. But once again, you can, you can, you can pitch that as, hey, these people have mental health issues, and this is a way to let them live out those urges without hurting anyone. And I'm like, that's not what I think <laughs> this is supporting. Yeah. But you can say it and you can sound rational and there's a probably a significant enough percent of people who'd be like, I guess that makes sense. Marcus is dangerous. in psychic distress right now, by the way. Yeah, he's squinting so hard his eyes are closed. Y'all can't see his face and Marcus just looks messed up by this. And this is a man who watches anime. So that, <laughs> that tells you something. <laughs> You're goddamn right, Zeph. Uh, that tells you if an anime is. watcher is, is messed up by talking about pedophiles, you know you done messed up somewhere. You cross the line, for sure. Yep. So, yeah, the uh, Noah Berlatsky having a great time on Twitter, and other people are starting to defend him, too. Like Arthur Chu, the guy from fucking Jeopardy, the champion for a while. Oh, yeah. Jeet here, a writer for I think the Atlantic or whatever, a New Republic, some dog shit magazine, is also like just because he's in an organization that defends pedophiles doesn't mean that he's a pedophile himself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just because David Duke is the head of the KKK, <laughs> whoa! Don't don't try and mischaracterize the guy. <laughs> Come on. Um, it's been really it's really fun seeing that's stuff funny. Um, speaking of Jeopardy, man, that that's. <laughs> That's a shit show right there. Oh yeah, um, with Mike Mike Richards, what his name was? Mike Richards, the man who could literally be a piece of like low calorie white bread, and you would never know the difference. 
who is also an incredible, incredibly sexist person. And at first, oh, yeah. I heard about this guy. I thought maybe he made some sexist tweets and like some comments behind the scenes. No, this man had a podcast called The Random Show. And dumb was spelled D-U-M-B. And he straight up was like asking young female interns that they had like sent nudes and like was like kind of like, oh, I wish I could see those. And like just saying a bunch of really fucked up things about how some of these like women who are wearing two piece so many suits needed to lose all this weight. And all, like it was like disgusting stuff that he just straight up said in a podcast. It wasn't like, oh, they took me out of context. Oh, it was like a tweet. No, it was like, and then they rejected Ken Jennings. They, they said Ken Jennings can't host Jeopardy because he once tweeted, it's a shame when you see a hot person in a wheelchair, which, hey, that's fucked up. But, man, it is like they still gave Mike Richards the job at one point. I think that Ken, well, no, see, says Mike Richards didn't get the job. He gave himself the job. I mean, Did you hear about true. how he got the job? He was, he was like, we're going to have a big search for the next Jeopardy host. I'm the guy who's running it, and I found that I'm the best host it could yeah. be. Right. I'm actually great at it. To be honest, I was watching these guys do it, and I was like, I could do that. Look at me do it. <laughs> you, know, you know who you should have got, stuff? Who? Why go for Mike Richards? Will you get Michael Richards? Michael Richards. That would be great. Let's um, get let's get the man himself up here, people. Yeah. So they did that, and they are like, okay, Mike Richards can't be host anymore. So they gave it to Mayim Bialik, who was on mm-hmm. Big Bang Theory and Blossom, and she has an actual like PhD or whatever in neuroscience. Like, she's actually a smart, in quotes, person. Um, but then they found out that she's like, she used to be like an anti-vaxxer and she thinks that like C-sections aren't real births and she's just like an idiot too. So I'm not sure if they're going to can her or not, but she's fucked up. She Um, literally said that if you had that C-section children should not have been born. Yeah. So they were, they were like, they, they weren't supposed to come out in the first place. Um, Seth, that means we we wouldn't have you. Exactly. You wouldn't have me either. (laughs) So fuck me on Bialik, whatever the fuck her name is. So yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> and then, like I said, so Ken Jennings, for one, had the tweet about hot people in a wheelchair, which... Also Bean Dad. Whatever. And then, because he supported John Roderick, who was Bean Dad, and, you know, that that whole scenario was just <laughs> just weird. Um, so yeah, apparently, I don't, I'm not sure, maybe... maybe uh, and then they don't want to give it to LeVar Burton. They don't like the guy. So LeVar Burton. He's right can't. there. Yeah. Um, Why don't they want to give it to LeVar Burton? Like, well, I'm, I'm going to be honest here. I love LeVar Burton, but I watched him host Jeopardy, and he was not very good at it. I got to say, he's a good guy, but the problem is he has good energy for reading Rainbow, but his, his energy was just off for Jeopardy. And I, I, hey, maybe with more episodes, he'd figure it out. But he was excited to do it, and I just don't think he was that good at it. However, that wasn't why they didn't give it to him the job. They apparently, after because like remember they did like months of like different people host for like two or three weeks, and then at the end of it they didn't meet with any of them. They just gave the job to Mike Richards, and then they gave it to Mike Bialik without, without any other meeting. They they refused all the meetings with people who actually auditioned. So at the end of the day, it didn't matter how good you actually did. It just I guess mattered if your name was Mike Richards or not. So yeah. And I love Jeopardy, so I hope they I hope they could actually find a real host. And uh, who would have thought that that show would just be full of complete shitheads? <laughs> well, right? What's, what's going on? You know what's funny by the way about about uh, going back in the past here about Bean yes. Dad? What? Bean Dad says that all the things he said were irony, right? And mm-hmm. maybe he's maybe he's being honest. Sure. 
some of the things yeah. he said about Jewish people do not make sense in the context of him being an inc- insanely pro-Israel person. He's probably mm-hmm. being sarcastic, yeah. And people are like, oh, yeah, Bean Dad, whatever. But isn't it funny to, to y'all how Bean Dad got ostracized from society? He lost his goddamn theme song to one of the biggest podcasts on the internet and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But James Gunn, who said and did much worse stuff, got to come back to make more, you know, superhero movies. Yeah. Because mm. the thing was, and I don't know I, I don't know why we believed him, but people were just, like, James Gunn was literally like, oh, those were just insanely stupid and inappropriate jokes. And people were like, okay, I guess so. No, I believe James Gunn. I believe he's a, tra- he's, a, he's, a, he's a trauma guy. Of course he's going to be edgy and fucked up and weird. That's what yeah. he does. You see the, part of the, the picture of his pedophile party he had? <laughs> Back in like 2006, whatever, he had a party where the theme was one person comes as an adult, one person comes as a kid, and they pretend we're all pedophiles or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, this is insanely stupid, James Gunn. This is fucked up and weird. But also, it's 2006, and shit like that just happened. Yeah. I just think that, I don't know, I just think Bean Dad, he didn't have, he didn't seem genuine when he apologized. He didn't seem like he actually knew he did anything wrong. Um, also, he did do a photo thing to a daughter, so that seems like that's probably the that's main basis. I mean, that's what, that's obviously what he did wrong. What else did he do wrong? Yeah. The bean dad well, they think, about him being bean dad. Right. They found a tweet, so that helped to get rid of him for yeah. a lot of things. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. The bean dad scenario is just incredibly funny to me. Um, oh, yeah. I have like no. I actually have like no opinion on it besides it's hilarious. And yeah, probably shouldn't do that. And even if it was a joke, maybe you clar- maybe make the tweets funnier. But I don't really care. I was just, I was just like, this is so weird. Yeah, there's been, there's been the being dad was a great moment in our history where the perfect con- confluence of events took place to really just own one dude I know. in particular. And the thing I was saying the entire time is, I'm like, how popular? Like, does do people read John Roderick's tweets? And I guess they do. I never would have even imagined it. I imagine he could just tweet. I'm not going to say stuff. I mean, he can tweet something incredibly offensive and no one would even see it because who cares about John Roderick's tweets? Um, right. But I guess he was on a podcast and stuff. I didn't know that. I just thought he was some musician. So, yeah. He's just some musician. And like now he is. Bono. Well, okay. He's not, he's clearly not as popular as YouTube. Not everyone knows who John Roderick and the Long Winters are. <laughs> it's true. Uh, except people who listen to My Brother, My Brother, and Me, which is where I first yeah. heard of the guy. And the only thing I ever heard from him was that song. I didn't even know he was on. He had. He's friends with Ken Jennings. Apparently, I didn't know this. They were roommates, I believe. Yeah. I thought you were talking about like a single Ewan Smith made. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> no. Um, yeah, no. Ken Jennings was roommates with everybody. He was also roommates with Brandon Sanderson, the fantasy writer oh, that we've yeah. been reading. Apparently, That's he just. True. He just for four years of college. He just it was Brandon Sanderson, John Roderick. And then probably Will Smith. <laughs> Wait, is is John Roderick a Mormon? I have no idea. I wonder. Let's see. Is Maybe. Ken Jennings a Mormon? I mean, he went to Brigham Young University, so I, mean, I think you have to be to go there. So probably a Mormon then, right? More, Seth, this is more, this is more fuel for our conspiracy theory. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Why are we all focusing on the Jews, y'all? It was the Mormons all along. Since the beginning, the Mormons have controlled everything. So, a uh, question for you boys before we start to to log off here. Yeah. Um, what you been doing? What you been watching or playing or reading or whatever? Start. We'll start with Marcus this time. Yeah. Marcus. Oh. 
I have been playing a game that you bought me, Smith. Uh, it's called Disco Elysium. <laughs> Hell yeah, game's so good. Great. You te- you messaged me on Discord that you just kicked a BBR in the head, and That's I was like, right. "What in the fuck is a BBR?" <laughs> like you said this as if I would know what it meant. Marcus, what is a BBR? BBR st- stands for Big Black Racist. <laughs> oh, so I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's this huge muscly racist black dude. <laughs> superiority because because the character you play is like this scrawny white drunk detective <laughs> he's like oh you poor creature <laughs> just just lay down and die and let my people take over i'm so i'm so sick of your shit <laughs> and yeah. if you you know do things right you can kick him in the fucking face which is hilarious yeah. oh I tried not to save scum in the game, but I saved scum just to get that kick because I was like, I want, I want this to happen. And it was beautiful. My yeah. God, I'm only on like the second day. I finally did the deed <laughs> that you know the whole reason you're there. Uh huh. But boys, this story is thick Dang. and it's it's amazing, and I can't wait to get more into it. <laughs> Nice. Now, see, unlike you two people, what I did was I let Measurehead teach me about racism, and I internalized that thought and became a racist uh, <laughs> to get bonuses. <laughs> oh no! So being a racist gets you bonuses. Write like that down, guys. Right. There are there are penalties as well. There are also bonuses for being a racist. So, um, do you, do you lose or gain morale? Oh, I think you you definitely lose morale for that. Well, there you go. Life lesson. Um. I just today finished another Brandon Sanderson book, speaking of the guy named Edge Dancer. Uh, it's a much shorter book than normal. I'm about to, about to jump into one of the other bigger ones. been playing Splitgate. It's this um, FPS, like arena shooter that also has portals. And it is really fun. And um, you can just do some crazy, wacky stuff. Because um, I'm not good at shooters by any means, but every once in a while I've been able to like out-logic someone with the portals and get like a cool kill, and it feels really good. And also there's people in the games who just don't care and just don't use the portals at all, and you can just really expose them and play really well. So that game is incredibly fun. And then also the three of us have been playing Aliens Fireteam Elite, which was kind of dope, and I'm excited to play some more of it sometime this week. It's good. Yeah. yeah. Good game. Smith, how about you? Well, so speaking of, uh, of portals, I've been yeah. thinking of portals and playing Portal 2 again. Hell yeah. Uh, which is just just one of the best games, and it's so it's so crazy to go back and be like, man, this is a funny video game. They made yes. an actual like funny video game. I think comedy in video games is very hard to pull off, and it's very hard to age well. Mm. And Portal Two is along along with maybe Saints Row the Third is the best game with an incredible sense of humor that yeah. I still find really really funny. So I'm playing that, and then I'm waiting for two days from now when I can finally play uh, Pathfinder War of the Wrath of the Righteous, ah. uh, which is coming out mm-hmm. pretty soon. Yeah, Looking forward to playing that for sure. I, I backed it on Kickstarter, so I'm excited to, to play that. And, I mean, soon Deathloop comes out, which I'm fucking really looking forward to. Oh my to. god, I'm so hard for Deathloop. 
But I did, I did find a really small indie uh, gym that I'm enjoying today called Mecha Knight Nightmare, where you play as a mech pilot in like a World War Three scenario. It's made by one guy, and it is a super fun, just frenetic horde shooter game where your mech pilot fights giant undead monsters that come out of nowhere in the middle of Europe. And you're just like 700 zombies that are the size of mechs versus you. And it is hilariously fun. I would enjoy like gibbing monsters and trying like manage ammo and heat and stuff. It's, and also, you can customize your mech. You can pick up new parts and build your oh, yeah. a better mech. So it's pretty nice. This game was kind of cool, actually. Sixty bucks on Steam. It was definitely worth it for a, a one man one man game. Oh yeah, if you're interested in Splitting Eight, it's free to play. Anyone oh yeah, there, it's actually a free game. So. Portal with guns is what I've heard. Yep, exactly what it is. Fun game. You know what you should do? Well, I guess we can't all do this, but so, uh, one of you two should play uh, Portal 2 multiplayer with me sometime. That game, that Portal 2 multiplayer right. is super fun. Yeah, it is. I it did is. it with a, a roommate a long time ago, and that was one of the one of the wackiest and mo- most fun games you can play with a friend. Okay. All right, boys. Is that an ep? I think that's, that's an ep. That's the fucking ep. All right. Uh, well, I am a Smith. You can find me on Twitter at mcsurf. I'm Seth. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Letterboxd, and Twitch at Part-Time Pretzel. And I'm Marcus. You can find me on Instagram at Mr. Beaches. And I also occasionally do art for the podcast. Our theme song. Our theme song was done by Ben Powell. He's been on the show before, especially in our movie review episodes. He has his own podcast called Southern's Matt now, and they talk about wrestling from the South. Uh, he's also streaming on Twitch right now, if you are listening to this <laughs> on our live feed. Um, so check him out. Uh, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it under it. Fuck hurricanes. <laughs> um, yeah, capitalism is the cause of all your suffering. There you go. We have stopped trying to solve our problems and are trying to outlive them. And from New Orleans to New York, that's the Leaning Us Podcast, baby. We're out. Out. Peace.